Hey guys, welcome to Mutually Codependent with Adam and Jen. I am Jen. I'm Adam. And welcome to episode 25. That's kind of a milestone. Yeah, it's a quarter of a hundred. Half of half of half of a hundred? Half of half of a hundred. It'll be good. Yeah, it's a quarter. Whole quarter. Ooh. We're going to start out that slow, huh? So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jen, thank you for the intro. <laughs> so if you don't know, then... You're welcome. <laughs> it's been a week. Today is the 2nd of January. <laughs> After all the holidays. It's been and a year. Uh, uh, it's, been, it's been a while. It's been a whole year. It's been year. a while. <laughs> it's been a year already. So we're at episode 25. <laughs> and if you don't know, this is... A show about us, but also about about the weed. About cannabis. It's about cannabis. About cannabis. You got to be quiet when you talk about cannabis. cannabis. You don't anymore. You can be loud. Just don't be obnoxious. What we are smoking today is called Tropical Cherry. <laughs> Tropical Cherry is a THCA flower, which basically means it's uh, it's basically it's weed. But it's got some, it's a very particular kind of weed. So the Delta 9 THC is under 0.3%. By quite a bit, this one did pretty good, 0.15%. So that's good. Um, THCA, however, is over 20%, 20.4. Yes. So it's not one of those, like, rip your face off kind of highs. 20% is plenty. People, if, if you're chasing numbers and 20% isn't enough for you, you're you're focused on the wrong things. <laughs> so um, I will read what we have on our packaging. This is a strain from uh, from Centex CBD, CentexCBD.net. Uh, Texas Canna Health is our brand. This is some flour that uh, we've been able to source that does conform to the hemp law, so we can sell it and smoke it and use it, and it's great. Um, so on the packaging, what it says is, while a hybrid, users note a distinct uplifting feeling while smoking this strain. Expect a smooth smoke and a pungent terpene profile. Main terpene is zero. It's, so, it's terpenaline. I know what it's supposed to say, but it just says <laughs> main terpene is oh. <laughs> no, that's a zero because it's <laughs> stretched. So I. Uh, it's good. We've we've been smoking the tropical cherry. We got it a, a like I don't know what two weeks ago or mm -hmm. a week ago. We've been about two weeks ago. It's been one flower that I've been really happy with the whole time. Um, I I can smoke it deeply and not. <clears throat> I gotta rearrange myself. Um, it it's not harsh. It's not harsh at all. It's um, very smooth. It's very smooth. Very tasty. It's purple. It's 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 pretty. It's like a purple red color. And uh, it's a very pretty flower. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. What's our show about today, Jim? Today we're going to talk about customer service. Oh, why? And common sense. <laughs> well, if you listen to the podcast and you're caught up, then you know that yours truly um, was in a car accident in the beginning of November with my Land Rover, and it was totaled. So, a lot has happened in between November 6th when it happened and today, January 2nd. Yes, almost eight weeks later, two months, you are correct, you are doing the math. So, my car was never picked up from the salvage yard or the junkyard like it was supposed to be, so it sat there for almost a month, and then it finally got taken to a local collision place. So that they could say, yes, it's going to cost $20,000 to fix this car. We are totaling it out. This is how much. Okay. So we did that. That was on December 15th. Yeah, so from November 6th to December 15th is what should have taken a few days. It's taken them this long to determine that they're not and, going to fix the rover. And then we talked to somebody <laughs> who was like, hey, it's going to be totaled. Cool. Let me send you this stuff. So we signed all our paperwork and sent them the little packet. And then I called this morning to be like, hey, last time we talked a week ago. Two weeks. Two weeks ago. It's been almost two weeks. That's right. 
Um, it has been over two weeks because that was December fifteenth. Is what she said. Yep. The last time I talked to her, so we waited patiently two weeks before calling, and then this morning I was told they didn't know where our vehicle was. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, well, we haven't sent the check to you because we don't know where the car is." Okay. Say what, motherfucker? My also, this is State Farm. This is State I have Farm. No, I have no problem talking about them. I've been a member of State Farm with a very small gap. <clears throat> Uh, since I was 16 years old. Yeah. And my mom has been using their services since she was 16 years old. Yes, and she's now 60. Yeah. It's been a long fucking time, and we haven't really had many claims, but you know what? Come to think of it, the only other time I did have a claim is when I totaled that Kia, and it took so long to get all that shit taken care yeah, of. Yeah, remember? And they screwed you. You got screwed over. I got... Yeah, the... Fucking Chase Bank ended up writing off a car after they got a $12,000 check from my insurance company. It wasn't State Farm that fucked it up last time. It was a gap insurance company that took too long to pay the gap insurance. Mm. And it took so long that Chase literally charged off my account. That's insane. Even though they had the vehicle, they had confirmation that I had insurance. They had a letter from said insurance company. Yeah. It's just bonkers, the shit we deal with. Bad business. Like, it's just, we get, the middle, ma- the, the little people, we just get screwed over. Constantly. Like, constantly, time and time again. And this, you know, and the thing is, is like. And this morning, that bitch tried to act like it was not her fault. Like, oh, well, I was, uh, I was on maternity, maternity leave until okay. December 15th. And I was like, two weeks ago? You're talking, why are you even bringing it up maternity leave two weeks ago? Why are you telling ago? us this right now? Like, not only that, but then she goes on to tell us that the reason we haven't received the check for the car, which we were told two weeks ago that all we had to do was send back the information they needed and we would get the check. It would be pretty quick. Yeah. So here's the thing. We haven't received the check yet. And the reason we were told why today is because they can't find the, they didn't know where the Land Rover was. They never went to go pick it up from the auto place. They never picked it up from the auto place. So, okay, fine. But my biggest issue was, she's like, well, it's not wherever it's supposed to be, so they sent your paperwork back. My issue is is that the people that sent the paperwork back work with State Farm. Why would that person who was supposed to receive that paperwork for a car that they didn't have, why didn't they figure out where the fuck the car was? Yeah, why wouldn't that flag the account somehow? Sending paperwork back or call the person on the case that's supposed the case, the claim worker that is supposed to be doing the check, call her and say, hey, they sent this, but we don't know where the car is. Instead of just sending the paperwork back, I mean, we were on we were on the phone for over an hour this morning dealing with this. It was asinine. I felt like I was talking. I felt like we were talking to snails. And then I I said this is fucking ridiculous, and she threatened to get off the phone. Yeah, she's like, sir, I- we're not going to continue this conversation if you're going to talk like that. I'm like, bitch, I am holding so much back. Uh, just because I said the F word, I didn't direct it at her. I was was calm until she told me that they didn't have our car and didn't know where it was. And and so in the time, she, she put me on hold for like 20 minutes just to come back, never checking in. Nope. You know, that's something you do. I was trained at Apple, like... If you're gonna be, if they're gonna be on hold more than thirty sec or uh, sixty seconds, you click back in and say, "Hey guys, I'm working on this. Thanks for holding. You good? You good? Great." And you go back. Yeah. But that's not what happened at all. Mm-mm. Um, she had us on hold for over ten minutes the first time, and definitely over ten minutes the second time. Well, the second time we were able to call the collision center in Round Rock, where we live, where the Land Rover. Where we knew it was. Where it still is, because State Farm never went to go pick it up like they were supposed to. On the 15th, when I gave them op- uh, authorization. Yeah. Um, we called them, talked to somebody at the shop. They went to to go physically walk to locate the car, came back, transferred us to the office manager, who then told us that she had just hung up with our State Farm lady, and we were still on hold for at least another 10 minutes. Until the State Farm lady came back. We're like, yeah, we already talked to her. We already talked to the lady that you just talked to. Why did it take you so long to click back over, And then she was trying to apologize to you. Yeah, she tried to, like, make it up. She knows that survey's coming. I was like, I literally told her, I was like, I hope they record these calls. She's like, oh, sir, they do record these calls. And I was like, and I hope your fucking boss is listening. (laughs) Because this is awful. (laughs) 
But every single person that we have dealt with <coughs> at State Farm since this has happened has been this way for the most idiots. part. All idiots. Complete. Like, and I understand these that these customer service people are a lot of them are just reading a script. Like they have they only have so much power. They only have so much ability and so much access to things, right? But come on. The people at the top need to be doing better. I personally grew up with and know a set of brothers and I was best friends with one of their wives and their other wife was like a sister of mine in Florida and I grew up with these people and both their husbands own state farm branches and they're very successful and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that if those two knew exactly what we had gone through that that they could probably get somebody fired Oh, easily. I mean, I'm, I can't I'm, imagine. That I'm waiting until we get the check, and then I'm going to make some phone calls. Knowing them, like, I just can't imagine that they would be okay allowing the people that they're. Well, they're they're required. Their job, their livelihood is to sell these services. Yeah. And when they hear that the services that they're selling are not up to snuff, no. like, then that's 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 a problem. It and is they, a problem. They, they do have. Uh, you know, they should have some yeah. some clout there. Like, not only that, but the fact that, like, even our local person is one of the stupidest people. And I've never even talked to the person on the phone. I've only dealt with them through email. But I can tell you that she's obviously doesn't have a whole lot of common sense because she's needed my license about six times in the past year alone. Like, she's... It's too dumb to just look at your emails. She cannot fix. She goes, I can't find your license again. Can you please send me another copy? I have sent her six, seven, seven at this point. I've sent her seven copies of my license. I checked when I was talking. We were talking about with mom earlier. Like the last time I said, if I have to send this to you again, I'm, I'm going to talk to your boss. Like, and I wrote in all caps and in red and in bold. Well, yeah, it's for, we literally owned that car. The company did for like 18 months and Jen's name was never put on the, on, on the account. It was. And then she took it off because she lost my license. What do you mean she lost your license? Like she never had your, like, she said, so anyway, this, this is just uh, adding on to shit customer service. Oh gosh. It's, it's, it's. Look, as much as I hate Chick-fil-A, like just for the way that they've treated some people and just their thought processes and I don't get the big deal about it anyways. Um, it's not that great. But I will say that their customer service is exceptional. Well, yeah, I mean that's what they wanted to be known for. I uh when right. when I worked at, at Apple, I got some really great training. They were known for being like the the best customer service of like electronics manufacturer or something like big. That they, makes sense. They got it uh, awards frequently and they yeah. you know hung up banners and shit at work. But like there was so much that I, I did learn a lot through that training and I really felt like a lot of it was common sense, but then the more I deal with these people that have these positions, I'm realizing that they're just, they're idiots. Like, there's just so many idiots, and they're not, are they just not getting the training? Are they not getting, (laughs) are are they just, are they just really that dumb? I don't know. I feel like since since all of these jobs have gotten to the point where they're pretty much all work from home or most of them, yeah, you know, I think that the quality of of uh, care has gone down a lot. Well, it has, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with people that are able to work from home that can they you know they can work from home, but at the same time, I th- still think that there needs to be somebody who's ensuring that the people that their employees are taking care of their customers and the way that they feel like their customers should be taken care of. And I'm not like, and I want to be very clear. I've worked in customer service the majority of my life. Almost every single job that I've had, I have had to deal with people one-on-one. Like that's been my job, whether it was working retail as a teenager to hostessing, to waiting tables, to bartending, and then from working for Whole Foods and then, you know, doing bridal stuff and then how, you know, running this business. And I was our I was Round Rock's shop manager for a long time before I started just doing marketing from home. So my jobs have always been 
customer service facing. Like I am a customer service person by heart. So I have a lot of grace. I have a lot of patience for people in the customer service industry. Usually too much. Yeah, too much to be honest. But because I know that A, probably 75% of the people they've dealt with today have treated them shitty or looked down on them or, you know, treated them like they were morons or whatever. So I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, I also will get a little bit more annoyed, I feel like, than the regular person, especially at restaurants, because, you know, I've been there, I've worked that, I understand how it works. And I think that, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, when I was doing customer service, something that I always was taught was that the customer comes first, you're friendly, you're kind, you try to make them happy. And I think that somewhere along the lines, that's kind of gone out the door since COVID. Well, and because people started taking that as I can treat people like shit. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that was almost reactionary to to a lot of the way that, that people are treating each other outside of customer service. But I think that people started treating customer service people worse. And then they're like, fuck it, I'm at home. I don't give a shit about these people anymore. You yeah. Know? So, and I'm sure that these people are also, you know, well, potentially they're working extra hours or guys, you're sitting at a computer at home. I know that it can be tough mentally to do some of these jobs, but it's like, it doesn't like, just do your job, right? Do it well. Like I could, I just, I was so baffled that that lady was trying to blame us for it. Um, because she was saying that the problem was, well, uh, somebody authorized for the vehicle to be transported. And I'm like, yeah, that was me authorizing the transport of the vehicle from the shop who said it was totaled to the salvage people who never told you that they didn't get my car. Yeah. Like that's, that's what happened. But yes. she didn't even know that it was at the, and it was at the collision center. She just said, we can't find your vehicle. Yeah. She said, that, she said that <laughs> she, I authorized it to get picked up on like November 29th or something. And and then December 6th. And I was like, that was not me. And I don't know. It just, their system sucks. I know her name. I've already found her on social media, on every social media platform possible. Yeah. Cause she puts it, she works for State Farm. And I mean, I'm not going to do anything to her. Like, I'm not that kind of person, but is she as hood as I think she is? No. Really? Mm-mm. She just seems like a fucking piece of shit. But, but like, just, I, it's just like, I don't know. Like, our world is such a shitty place already. Like, Everybody's so broke. Everything's so expensive. People are really struggling. To, our government doesn't give a shit about us. Our government us. doesn't give a fucking shit. We have another election coming up, which is just another joke, in my opinion. This is two old idiots fighting. fighting whose diaper's going to smell of the the Senate House or wherever the fuck you live, the Oval Office more. Like, you know, I just, I feel like if there's one thing we can do in life is to be nicer to everybody and... Like, if you're in a job for customer service, you know, I feel for you. I think it's not, I feel like those people should be nicer. But also, if you're not a job in customer service and you're a customer, be nicer to the people helping you. Even if they're not nice to you first. Mutually Codependent is brought to you by Syntex CBD and Texas Canna Health. CentexCBD.net is your one-stop shop for legal cannabis shipped directly to you. Get free shipping with any purchase over $50. And don't forget to use coupon code POD15. That's P-O-D-1-5 for 15% off your purchases. Maybe they have a wall put up because somebody's treated them shitty that day and made them cry. You literally don't know. I used to have people, I had somebody lie about me one time when I was waitressing and said that I was rude and told her she could go fuck herself. And they called a manager over at the table to tell him I said that. And he laughed at them and said, I know, Jen, she would never say something like that. (laughs) To your face. Yeah, to their face. And I didn't say it to their, I didn't say it to them. I didn't do that. But like, so like. So what did they do when they were called out on it? Um, but they were like, well, that's what we thought she said. And he goes, we'll box you up your food. 
We'll take care of this. He took their plates, boxed up their food, cleared out their check, gave me $20 out of his pocket, and sent them on their way. He wanted them out of his restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, if they're going to lie about people, they don't need to be here. Fucking hate people. Yeah, that's like the thing is... Is you know like have have enough common sense to be kind, and I think if we all did that, everybody in the world would be be happier. Everybody, everybody would be way happier if we weren't so fucking shitty to each other. Yeah. Yeah, there's this like mentality of like every person for themselves, and guys, that is not how humans have ever succeeded. No, that's, that's how we all die. That's why, yeah, I mean, that's that's why we developed villages and started learning stuff and specialized, and you know, there's our our we're we're designed to be social, but the problem is we've gone so far into the other direction that being in in you know five square miles with a million people is really not at all how we're designed to do life either now it it kind of reminds me of I watched this TED talk years ago. It was actually for when I was in school still and um it was a TED talk we had to watch and it was in psychology and it was about how people in fast growing cities who have lived there their whole lives. So like Austin, for example, was actually, that was one of the examples. So was Denver and a few other places. But the man talked about how people that have always resided in those cities, like when they start growing at a, at a rate, at a rate that's alarming and that that area can't, um handle the growth like there's not enough places to live everything starts becoming expensive there's not enough jobs so traffic becomes bad he said that's like putting people he said that's like putting the alpha gorilla of the you know for 25 years in a cage with a new gorilla that wants to be alpha that's going to take over he said those people he said those gorillas are going to rip each other to shreds or I don't know if he used gorillas, he used alpha animals, but like he explained like there's not a, there was enough room in that little cage for two people to be to want to be the best. And he explained how like people that have lived in the same place their whole life and then they start it starts getting really busy or really populated really quickly, you know, and expands how they often feel like a caged animal. They'll start coming to feel like a caged animal. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense like what you're saying. Yeah, we're. I I really feel like, you know, a a group of under five hundred would be just just less, you know like <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah. Um. But you're talking like about a commune. Yeah, basically. But I'm just saying, like, we have to understand that that's where a lot of our desires are. That's where a lot of our instincts that we've developed are. So I'm not saying we need to go back to that, but I'm saying we should probably realize that that's where we're going to be healthiest and yeah. happiest. You know, we have all this <coughs> heart disease and, and, and obesity. You know what both of those things have in common? Depression. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, uh, you know, just people aren't, aren't happy, happy people, unhappy people. It's hard to be healthy when you're unhappy. Yeah, it is. And so I think we have a lot of sick people because of the stress level. And what are you stressed about? Well, generally it's paying bills or I'm, I'm stressed about my job, which is how I pay bills. Yeah. Why do you need money? Well, I have to pay to live in this house and then I have to pay to eat and I have to pay to do all these things. And guys, a lot of that stuff we were doing on our own just a couple hundred years ago. Yeah. You know? A family might get together and, and, you know, build a house over a few weeks. And then that house was in that family for the rest of ever. You know, like that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what you did. You built your own house. You, or you, you know, bartered for it. You know, you, you had something that you were contributing. And now we have all these people that there's so many jobs that aren't really contributors. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of jobs that are facilitation of consumption. All, all of basically all of customer service jobs is just facilitating 
uh, the people being consumers. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So they're handlers. Yeah, that's how I kind of think. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so it's it's there, there's there's just a lot of people that have these jobs that you know, and the the concept of a job really didn't even exist until very recently. <laughs> you know, you did your your family's business or whatever, or you learned a trade, or you you know. Yeah. But it's just so weird. It's so weird. And and we have all this technology and all this medicine and all of these things that make us better and it makes us live longer, unhappier lives. Yeah. That's basically what's happening. I guess. I mean, people aren't as sick as they used to be. Like that's that's cool that people don't die from like, you know, childbirth and infections and the cough. Yeah, as often. I guess that's cool. So you know, that's that's a plus. Yeah, we have we have made some technological advances, but I think that the fact that everybody just like, especially where we are, for example, there's kind of like a main road that our street is off of. It has some different neighborhoods, and it connects to a toll road. Well, the side road of a toll road, a toll road. They're called frontage roads. And when we first moved in here about four years ago, there was hardly ever any traffic on that main road that connects all the neighborhoods and the toll road and then another main road. There was hardly ever any traffic at the lights. Now, there's times where that traffic goes half a mile down that road. And it's because there's so many people that have literally moved to our area. It's yeah, insane. Which is weird. It's... it's uh but the i don't know yeah there's just so many people there's yeah. so many people and it's a lot i'm glad that we have a lot of these remote workers um i want them to do well at their jobs so that the companies can continue to allow them to be remote because i think that can help people get out of these big cities mm mm-hmm. That's what I see. I see technology letting us move back towards smaller communities because we've gotten to, I think, misuse the concept of community. We're just talking about vicinity now. We're just talking about people who are in the same neighborhood because we're certainly, you know, in the same, we're occupying the same space, but we don't know each other. Right. Nobody knows each other. Name more than a couple of your neighbors, and that's if you've lived there a while. I can't name any of our neighbors because Marilyn and David are gone. Yeah. Well, and I don't remember what the lady next door was. The one you yelled at? The old lady I yelled at. I yelled at her too, so I can't really say anything. Well. I told her the next time her dog was in her backyard, I was going to shoot it. (laughs) Well, and so, and that lady's gone now, right? I haven't seen her. I think she's in a home. home. I thought she was just really incapable but it turns out she was a drug addict yeah with dementia and she was an alcoholic yeah she was definitely a substance i don't think she technically i think she had dementia because of the substance abuse problems that's i don't know she was naked every time you had to knock on their door (sighs) which was frequent because her stupid evil dog got out all the time that's the one who i told her i was going to kill it if it got in my backyard again it's a little boston terrier and it attacked reagan who wouldn't fight back? Yeah, she just had a bunch of bite marks underneath her All belly, her. and my baby, she's a good girl. She's not in here. No, she's not. the The she, kids are here, so she's with one of the kids, I guess. Yeah, she doesn't have to be right underneath my feet. Yeah, it's their last day of winter break, or Ben's last day of winter break. Yeah, and then goes back to school. Back to real world time. I thought uh, I thought that that maybe a funny story from from my Apple days would would be relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm trying to decide which one. It was it was kind of neat because there was there was kind of a few things that that were neat. Like when I was in training, this guy um, literally had Robin Williams call in. What? The actor. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't told you. No. So we're in training 
And the guy, his name is Dow. Um, T-A-O, I believe. Anyway, I'm super hippie, real tall, long hair, super cool guy, you know? Like, just yeah. that stereotype. Like, like, maybe he wasn't a LARPer, but he definitely had friends that were, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, super cool guy. And he is just so... Like, just in his mind, he needs to be so perfect um, right now because he's in training. He's, you know, at a company, he's, he was really excited to work at Apple. Um, he had always been an Apple user, you know, and this this was back in 2000, what was it, 10, 2009, something like that. Um, I and had a mini heart attack, sorry. Did you really? Well, yeah, because I looked down on my Apple Watch and I thought it said that I had, it, my, I was 986 beats per minute. It was 86 beats per minute. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh. So he's like this nervous hippie man. And Robin Williams calls his phone. And he at first wonders if somebody's just acting like he's Robin Williams. <laughs> but he got his serial number. It pulled up his machine. His address is right. Like, I'm sure it wasn't his home address, but whatever. Like, he's literally looking at Robin Williams's personal account. And... um <laughs> And he just like kind of freezes. And then like there was a second where they were waiting for something and he like muted and he goes, holy shit, guys, I'm talking to Robin Williams right now. And we're like, what? That's awesome. (laughs) And so he was so nervous. And and apparently Robin was like totally cool. Of course. Didn't give a shit that the computer was broken. He just wanted it fixed. Yeah. The, he he ended up uh, long story short with this, he ended up taking it to an Apple store and then within 30 minutes got a text saying it was finished. Cuz when Robin Williams walks in, you just stop what you're doing. Like, you know, they just yeah, did it. Yeah, it was super quick. They just did it. And so he's like um, so they got it resolved like immediately. So he was taken care of. But while during the process of getting this set up, setting up the appointment, Robin Williams is making jokes to try to get Dow to laugh because he's such a stick in the mud from Robin's perspective. <laughs> and he was sitting there ch- ch- choking back. <laughs> and I Why hope just not laugh? because he thought that it wouldn't be professional. Robin Williams is telling Robin you Robin Williams jukes. is telling you a joke. You, you laugh. Your personal joke from Robin Williams, who he literally, we had had a conversation about Robin Williams like that week. It was weird. <laughs> like this guy, like super fan, but he was so nervous about it. I think he just really fucking bombed. But um, uh, it was a missed opportunity wow. because Robin, you know, was like making jokes with him and like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah. You know, he was just that guy, you know. Yeah. And once the manager found out that that was the call, they pulled the call from the system so you couldn't hear it. Because we had a system set up where we listened to calls. It was part of training. That's yeah. the best way to get better. Listen to yourself. And uh, so that was a really neat experience. Um that you know just you know being good at your job but also have a personality but uh i can't imagine holding it together talking to the robin williams but um yeah so there were like really positive experiences but there were some really shitty ones too yeah um there was this guy who would call in had been calling for years yeah he was literally a side note in training, there was a little 10 minute, okay, by the way, this person exists. <laughs> That's kind of a goal of mine. <laughs> I'm not surprised. He's not like, very nice to people. That's not phone. true. Uh, no, but um, he would call. Apparently, he really liked to buy Apple products <laughs> and then complain about them. He and just wanted new shit. No. No. I, that's not, I mean, they, they, this guy. Do you know his name? Was, was such, his name Frank I for, Broom? No. I wish I did remember his name. It was some old white man name like that. Frank or George. I want to say it's George or something. Oh yeah, that's George. Or, it was probably George Glass. I don't know. But so he would call in, he would if refer. Anybody gets that reference. 
email me. <laughs> I'll give you a prize. <laughs> I, uh, um, he, he would call in and complain about whatever problem he was having. And it was usually <laughs> user error. And at some point he had gotten the special number. Oh God. <laughs> Um, to call in, which ended up being the education department. So I worked in the education department, and part of education department training was George or whatever the fuck his name was. We're going to call him George. Yeah. So fucking George would call in. He would always refer to the machines as appliances. Oh, Georgie boy. These appliances that you sell, right? (laughs) Um, It's not an appliance, man. (laughs) I had somebody on my team, like, take a call from him that week uh or or, or, or while i was there well that that period of time that i was in education which was only very short um kept getting them promotions uh so the the guy would call in and complain and if it was a woman if it was a female uh he would insist on talking to a male Hmm. and he'd be like why do you have a job well you didn't find a man who could take care of you Oh, wow. What? This guy, right? This guy was such a fucking monster that they literally wrote him a certified letter that required a response. Um, they <laughs> That offered full MSRP for every Apple product that he had in his possession. Mm-hmm. Full refund. Okay. Right? And and he had been buying Apple computers since like the old days of like he literally like had a, a like a Macintosh 2 or something. Like the what like that when the Apple was like rainbow colored? Yeah, before then when we couldn't even print in color. Like I mean back when the Apple was yeah, it was a rainbow. You know what I'm talking um, about, right? It was like lines. Yeah, I owned a Macintosh at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my first, my first, uh, I wish they would bring that back like that on one of their phones, like a special edition iPhone. Oh my God. I would buy that iPhone. Yeah. A rainbow Apple iPhone. Yeah. That'd be dope. And then cover it with your cover with your a case. Clear one. <laughs> yeah. So they offered him a hundred percent of all the money he had ever spent with the company. Holy shit. To fuck off. <laughs> They would. They said that they are under no circumstances. They they wanted to get out of. I think he lived in California, which has a certain amount of customer service requirements, and he would space out his purchases of Apple products so that we always had to talk to him. He knew the fucking laws. Yeah, yeah. He knew the system. He's an energy vampire. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what he was, but you know he was is? awful. Yes, I know. What we do in the shadows. But those are real things. I really think those exist. I don't know. Just walk around absorbing positive energy, making things bad. But this guy was a nut job. And he was like so rude to to the women. And EDU uh, was was honestly mostly female, actually. Um, that's where I met Crispy, Crisp, Crisp, Crispy Christofferson. His name was Christopher Christofferson. That's cool. I think that was his second name because I think his first name he needed to get rid of. Why? He was a, <laughs> the story goes, this this man was obviously brilliant, mm-hmm. but he was an interesting person. Um, he occupied two desks. No, his stuff occupied two cubicles. Stuff? Yes. He was a bit of a hoarder. <laughs> and it and Apple, he was hoarding food. Ew. And a lot of it was expired. Um. Oh no 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 no. Some of it was, but he would do so. H E B. If you find a product that's expired on the shelf, you could take it over there and say, "Hey, I found this expired thing." And as a reward for finding an expired thing, they will give you one of those things that's not expired. So people used to just get a basket and go and find expired things. They would spend hours. That's so weird. Going through meat, cheese, bread, everything. And try and find 
an expired thing. So he would do that. Huh. And then he would bring in those things and share it with his friends. The okay. only people, you know, with, with, you know, the people. Um, but he had, uh, probably, uh, probably 45 days worth of food. He was waiting for the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. So story was, he was a, uh, physics, uh, scientist and he was on so in in they 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 were going to make a collider in Texas right a super collider and they had already hired a bunch of people and then when the whole thing got canned that's it all these people lost their job he was one of them oh that sucks mhm so he had this menial job our job um <laughs> And he basically sat there and did research for his other ideas. He was trying to invent. <clears throat> he was explaining to me uh, he was trying to patent a way to convert a coal power plant into essentially a battery that could be used with renewable energy. So you could convert all of the this machinery. Yeah. And the way that it worked, and you could convert that to a storage potential. And hmm. I don't understand how it worked, or he didn't go into detail, but that's what he was working on at the time. That's neat. Yeah. The guy was definitely really smart. But then one of the microwaves, like, malfunctioned, and he, like, nuked his arm. And it had, like, radiation burn on it. Oh, like, shit. Yeah, it was really weird. The microwave at, the sh at, at, at work. Hmm. And everybody continued to use the microwave. <laughs> like it didn't happen it was somehow he was able to reach his arm in there while the microwave was on and and part of me always wondered if he did it on purpose maybe mutually codependent is brought to you by syntax cbd in texas canna health SyntexCBD.net is your one-stop shop for legal cannabis shipped directly to you. Get free shipping with any purchase over $50. And don't forget to use the coupon code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5, for 15% off your purchases. So, I don't know. Weird guy. But, um... So like there, there's like there's always some like little weird dramas, you know, and that's kind of one of the things we like that fueled us. Yeah. You know, um, I uh, I got to contribute one time. I was in the education department, but I was doing a rotation, which means I was doing a job of somebody who's better trained and better paid than I am. But I'm doing it for my regular pay. OK. And that's what Apple would do to to get people to do a, more work for, for the same money. So um, I was doing that as a, a, a tier two, which is like, that's the senior advisor. Yeah. So it was like my first week of taking those calls as a senior advisor. Yeah. And this guy was just obnoxious uh, about his computers. Brand new computer. It was a MacBook Pro. And it kept kernel panicking, which just means it would just shut off for no fucking reason. Hmm. And we had already replaced one that was doing that. So we're like, okay, well, it's probably a him thing. Because you don't have the same problem like that, two computers in a row or whatever. So it should have been brought to me immediately because he had already been dealing with all this. But it wasn't. He had just been on the phone for like an hour to this guy and he wasn't getting what he needed. So I get on the phone with him. I was like, all right, look, I can help you. And he goes, okay, so you're going to replace this thing? I was like, you know what? I can do that if that's where we're headed, but let's try and figure out why this is happening because it already happened to your other computer right? and now another one's happening. So it could be something that's in your environment. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that's fucking bullshit. I was like, you know what? You're probably right, but this is the step we have to take. Goes, oh, okay. 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 So the next day I get a response from engineering and they're like, oh yeah, this is what's causing it. And it was a driver for a Belkin router that wasn't, playing nice with the new software okay and so i call the guy when i get in and this part's my fault 
Um, he, he was on the West coast and I called him at basically seven o'clock in the morning and woke him up. Oops. Um, and I didn't realize that and I don't even know if he cared, but, um, I was like, Hey man, I got some good news. And he goes, Oh, you're going to send my new computer to me. I was like, no man, even better. We figured out why it's doing that. All we have to do is delete this file and, and you won't have that problem anymore. And he's like, man, no, fuck that. Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, hey, man, you have a Belkin router, right? And he goes, yeah. I was like, that's the software that's breaking it. So whenever you install that software, you're going to have this problem, even if I do give you a new computer. And he's like, no, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go to the Apple store, and I'm going to yell until I get a new computer. And I was like, well, I don't recommend that. And he's like, fuck you, basically. Hangs up. And then I call the Apple store and that's when I realized it's seven o'clock in the morning over there Yeah, because the Apple store wasn't open yet. So right. I, 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 uh, I called right when they opened cause I had a different number than they had, you know, so they actually answer cause I was on the team. If the genius bar couldn't figure something out, that was the number. They that called. was the number they called. That's right. who, they called us. So, um, I call them. I'm like, hey, this guy. And they're like, that guy. Like, they knew him. Holy cow. <laughs> they knew him by name. And I was like, yeah, he's going to come in. He's trying to get a new computer. And they're like, we just gave him a new computer. And I was like, I know. He said you guys didn't know what you were talking about. So he started, you know, he called us to to deal with the, the phone support instead of coming into the Genius Bar. And and uh, I was like, look, man, we figured it out. The it's, it's Colonel panicking from a driver and he goes, Oh, I fucking knew it. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's uh, from a Belkin driver. <laughs> I emailed him the path. We were like, okay, well this is the solution. I was like, look, take the computer from him, go delete the file, hand it back to him, tell him his computer's fixed. Don't install any more drivers. Don't, don't install that driver anyway. Okay. And, uh, and uh, he was like, all right, I'll take care of it. So, about two hours later, I get a five second voicemail. Oh, God. And it just goes, got my new computer, bitch. How do those balls taste? What? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was all he said. Um, I shared that recording. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made it my ringer. Um, so... I called the Apple store just because I wanted to hear how that went down. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, Jason, whatever his name was. And uh, he's like, oh, you're calling about Tom or whatever his name was. He was he a was fucking entitled white guy um, in like Seattle or something. Oh, God. He probably had a mustache. Um, so I was like, what happened? And he goes, dude, that guy was so awful. And I was like, yeah, well, he's going to keep being awful. Like, if we keep giving him shit, why did we give him another computer? And he goes, get this. My boss was like, look, man, the problem isn't the computer. It's you. We need to delete this file, and you'll never have the problem again. No, I want a new computer. Okay, man, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a new computer if... You agree to never contact support for your any Apple device that you own ever again. And? And he agreed to it. Idiot. What a moron. So they gave him a refurbed computer. <laughs> Didn't tell him it was refurbed. I wouldn't have either. Um, but it was a different computer. Um, they gave him a computer. The guy... I, I was able to look up that computer and the serial number had been redacted. So it literally said, like, cannot support, do not allow support, not a supported view. Like, it's had, like, many different versions of saying, do not talk to this person. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we did never have to hear from him again, I guess, but. I'm sure he changed his name or something. I don't know. But that kind of crazy. Like, hey, you know, we'll be happy to fix this for you and fix all of the problems that you have in the future with our products. Or we'll do what you want and you can never complain about one of our products again. Ever, 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 ever again. Yeah. And he agreed to it. So I think that's cool. That was fun. Um. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your fun stories from that perspective? Oh, um, <clears throat> let's see. We there. So, uh, I, when I was 18, I worked at Bath and Body Works for, uh, the like holiday time. I was a holiday person, seasonal employee. And, <clears throat> Uh, one of the girls came over from Gap to let us know that Robert Duvall and, um, oh crap, I can see his face, Kirk, not, nope, Michael Douglas were in Pottery Barn, and they were in Gap, they were out walking around, and those are two older actors, if you guys don't know who they are, and I was like, oh, okay, that's neat, so she walks out, and like, I'm up front, greeting people, it's like middle of the week, slow, it's cold outside. And this older gentleman walks in and he goes, Hey doll face and I was like, Hello, sir, good evening and he was I was like, Can I help you with anything? He goes, I don't know. He goes, What smell do you like in here? And I was like, Oh, I like this one. He goes, That one smells pretty good. And I was like, Yeah and I said, Do you uh I said, Do you need a suggestion or you know, so I was doing my little job, being the customer service person. And he goes, no, I'm good. And he said, thank you. Have a good night. And, like, squeezed my arm. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah. And I turn around, and one of our managers and one of the other girls are just looking at me. And they're older. And I was like, what? And they're like, that's Robert Duvall. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> they're like, yeah. They're like, that's Robert Duvall. And I was like, oh, you guys could have talked to him. He was super nice. He just was a creepy old dude, which I was used to in my life. Like, that was just not That's... creepy, but flirty old men is just something I've uh, I've always been really able to handle like them well. I've been dealing with it since for as long as I can remember. Since you got tits? Sure. But yeah, so um, that was a good one. Um, I have some bad ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I I used to work for Whole Foods Beer and Wine Buyer and in Virginia, and uh, I was putting wine up one night, and I'm on a ladder so I can like see over the aisle. I'm at the very top. And I see these two women doing kombucha shots. So we had a kombucha tap and um, it had like three different kegs on it. And so people could come get like bottles filled with kombucha. We would slap a label on it. And they went their happy ways with their package free kombucha. Package free kombucha. And, um, <coughs> And I get down, and I, I'd already had the walkie, and I already called, like, a manager to come meet me. And I was like, ladies, I was like, you're stealing. And they were on some kind of drugs. I don't, I can't tell you what. And they were like, this beer tastes like vinegar. And I was like, it's kombucha. And they were like, oh. They're like, there's not much alcohol in that. I said, there's no alcohol in that. That's not alcoholic kombucha. And she was like, oh, man. And so anyways, we ended up having to call the police and get them arrested. But they were allowed to legally come back in Whole Foods because Whole Foods has a three-strike system, or they used to before Amazon took over. And you had to be caught doing something three times in order to be banned from a Whole Foods. Fuck that. Yes. Like the old man who used to come in, steal all the sugar from the our, the coffee bar we had and like the little comp, like food part. And then he would go take his shit in the pub bathroom and like shit all over the place. And then leave. So he had to do that three times he, before? We did it like 20 times before we finally were like, you have got to ban this man. He cannot come in here anymore. We used to have a family that would come in to Whole Foods um, and their kids were honestly like I, I wish we could have called. I don't know why like Child Protective Services or something wasn't ever called because they had like nine kids and they all had really dark circles under their eyes and they all look malnourished. 
Um, it was a black family. So honestly, having dark circles under their eyes, like that's how dark they were. And like it was they looked sick, like they were really sweet kids, but then they would just let them run all over the store. And they knew to ask ask for samples everywhere that you could get samples. And they did that about once a week. Wow. And I don't know if that was like a way for them to feed their kids for free. Like that's almost what it seemed like. But it was really sad. So like I've been in customer service, I've seen like some really shitty people. I've used I've waited tables where their bills come, it's been three hundred and thirty dollars after they've ordered hundred and fifty dollars alcohol and hundred and fifty dollars of food and stuff and you know, thirty dollars in desserts and then they just walk out. Or they leave the exact cash amount, no tip. I had I had a customer one time, their card got declined. Every single person at the table, their card was declined. So nobody could pay for the bill. And it was like $400, so we had to call the police. Dang. Yep. I had a gun pulled on me one time, waiting tables at TGI Fridays. That was the same place. For some ranch? Um, No, because I told him that we had to do cash and carry. I, he either had to pay cash immediately or had to put a. I had to start a tab with his credit card and hold his credit card until he closed out. And because on Fridays at 10, it became 21 and up on Saturdays, too. And we had like security and police that like stood in the parking lot. There was fights and stuff. We would play if you had to go clean up the parking lot after your shift that night, if that was your like closing work, side work, you um, we would play like uh like bingo no uh like a scavenger hunt <laughs> who's got an earring <laughs> who's Found got some weave, weave? <laughs> some fingernails usually it's weave and earrings condoms never no we didn't really ever find condoms we did find some we did find some crack pipes we found money a few times we found a gun clip one time actually a gun went off one time while i was there i was about like eight months pregnant with lucas jesus yeah I quit working Friday and Saturday nights after that. They took me off the schedule. That's a good idea. Yeah, the manager was like, okay, the three of you that are eight months, there's three of us that were like due all within a week of each other. He's like, all three of you are no longer allowed to work weekend nights. Dang. Yeah, I'm assuming you were not in the same place when you all conceived? No. Oh, okay. Just making sure. We didn't all even work together at the time, so... <clears throat> when the first girl had her baby and I went to see her at the hospital, she handed me her baby and I didn't know how to hold her. She goes, Do you have you ever held a newborn before? And I was like, No. She goes, What? She's like, You're doing like a week. <laughs> I was like, I I know. I, I was like, I figured I'd figure it out. <laughs> but it, it was time. If animals can do it. <laughs> I think I could do it. <laughs> Man, it was. Fun. She was just. She thought it was so funny, though. She's like, "Have you ever changed a diaper?" And I was like, "Yes, I've changed a diaper." She's like, "Okay." She's like, "I was just making sure." There was this. Uh... But yeah, so like, oh. I I was still talking about. But yeah, so like, I've seen some crazy shit. I think that's probably when I was at Fridays. I saw the worst of the worst. I could see that. We used to have to wait. We used to have to fight. We used to fight over who had to wait on Allen Iverson's mom. And if you don't know who Allen Iverson is, he was a professional basketball player. And he is from Hampton, Virginia. And he is a total piece of shit. My ex-brother-in-law watched him pick up a desk and beat a teacher with it. When he was in high school. When he was in high school. As a high school student. As a high school student. Didn't get in any trouble because, well, the he was Allen Iverson. So he was already... Like golden boy and untouchable, but yeah, he's his mom would come in and everybody would fight over who had to wait on her, and eventually, like people gave her such bad service that she would only sit at the bar. Dang! So the bartenders had to deal with her, but they were dicks to her. They weren't. They were all pretty, could stand up for themselves, so they didn't look up with their shit. We all hated waiting on her. She was the worst. Well, that's probably where he came from. Do you know? Do you know who I am? I'm Ellen Iverson's mom. Oh, ignore that. That's just a crack, a crack rock. Literally, <laughs> one of the girls I worked with was taking her order one time, and a crack rock fell out of her purse. Jesus Christ! 
Alan Iverson, get your mom's shit together. She's a crack. She's a junkie. Like everybody knew it. She, really? Yeah, everybody knew she was a fucking junkie. That place is a shithole. <laughs> I want to take you back there one day. Just so I you don't want to go ever. Just so you, but I think you should see what it was like. You should see what I had to deal with. I guess. Ugh, it was horrible. But we, I've also had some really good experiences. We used to uh, change our voices based on our callers. Yeah, I could. That makes sense, actually. Um, <clears throat> be sympathetic. Just kind of, yeah, be more sympathetic to, and 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 a lot of times people wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they would they would never notice. There was only a few times that somebody mentioned accent. Um, but it's because they couldn't figure out where I was from. But <clears throat> it, you just kind of had to learn to match people's energy. And mm. so, like, when people called from, like, Jersey or, or New York, they're just, like, they're just, like, in a hurry. They're not trying to be rude. They're just, got th- they got fucking shit to do. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, don't and, waste my time. Yeah. Why are you wasting my time? Let's mm-hmm. let's go. So I get that. Yeah. And, and so a lot of people here, like, being in Texas, where everybody's used to everybody trying just overtime in it with the hospitality or the whatever. The fake pleasantries. The fake pleasantries, yes. Um. They're like, oh, God, people from North, they're just so rude. I'm like, no, they're just to the point. Like, they're not rude. Um, I prefer it. Yeah, I'd rather just, like, let's get to the point here. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? Be you know? genuine, get to the point, and be on, go on with your day. There was uh, there was this lady one time who really surprised me. She had this really thick southern accent. Fucking Dolly Parton. I mean, just really, really, like... Damn, darling. Damn, like, she's just... She, that bitch must be faking it. Like, it is just too much. And just, you know what, darling? Everything. I mean, she's just like that. And I'm just getting to know her. Trying to get her email working on her mail app on her computer. And, oh, yes. Yes. No, it's doctor. <laughs> uh, she didn't say that to me. She said that to somebody else on the phone. Like, she's like, <laughs> hold on. I got to, I gotta like, pick up this phone here. And she was a pediatric surgeon, and I don't know who she was. I don't remember her name, but I just remember her being super sweet to me. Mm-hmm. Just, just, but one time she goes, Oh, honey, I need to take this. And I was like, Okay. And she picks up the phone again. Like, this was a regular thing. She would pick up the phone, and like, it was weird. But this time she goes, God damn it, Gary. I don't give a shit what you want or what you think. This boy needs surgery tomorrow morning, and he's going to fucking have it do you hear me you give me that goddamn blood do you understand and i'm just like oh my god she's like you're goddamn right clang like i hear her slam the phone down she's like sorry about that darling and she's like they just don't take me serious if i don't act like that <laughs> uh, we got her email working i want to be her friend right <laughs> But like, she was. Who was she standing up for? The kid. She was standing up for the kid, who she should be standing up for. I, you know what? It's it's funny because like, until I met you, I never really associated. Like you always talk about how sometimes people with accents, especially southern ones, for you they sound less intelligent. Well, no, I think that we're conditioned to think that. That's what it is. You think that we're conditioned to think that. And the yeah, crazy Foghorn, thing... Leghorn, and all of these people on, on – if some guy's got buck teeth and a southern accent, he's not going to be the smartest person right. in the room ever. And the crazy thing is, is growing up where I grew up in the panhandle of Florida, if you could hear my accent from the time that I was little until I moved to Texas – holy shit it's super southern i had a very strong accent and i don't it doesn't bother me at all i i think it's kind of cute when people have accents it shows where you're from but most of the people that i knew in florida that had the strongest accents were some of the most intelligent people that i knew growing up actually yeah yeah well when you live super smart people when you live in the south surrounded by people who sound like that then you're gonna understand that that's not the case but when you live anywhere else Mm -hmm. then that's yeah they must be less intelligent and honestly like i've i've known people who have thought like people up north like people from jersey or brooklyn or bronx with that you know new york or a boston accent I've known people who thought that those people were probably less intelligent because of their accents. And I don't think that's true either. 
I don't think your accent really has to do with how intelligent a person is. Well, obviously is not. Yeah. It's a regional thing. It's, yeah. It's a location. I have to work really hard not to have an accent. A vicinity, not a community. Yeah. Vicinity. Um, <clears throat> you drop me off in the panhandle of Florida for a month and come back to pick me up, and I'm going to sound like a different person. I don't know if I'd be able to get you back in the car. You wouldn't. <laughs> On that note... <laughs> This yeah. is Adam and Jen with Mutually Codependent. You just couldn't let me do that by myself? Well, I thought it'd be cute if we could do it at the same time. Oh. Okay. Ready? Ready. Mutually Codependent with, with Adam, Adam and Jen. Jen. Thank we you did. for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, yeah, we're over on time, and I didn't... I mean, half the time, the, the screensaver on the computer was on. We were just talking. And uh, so, yeah, it was good times. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Tell all your friends... If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to us, social media. If you know us personally, send us a text or an email or a message on Facebook or TikTok or what the fuck ever. We're about to send we're about to do signal. a whole bunch of guests. Yes. Yeah, so. um, we're actually going to be um, kind of focusing on guests as uh, as kind of a purpose for the podcast. We've, we feel like we've got a product now that we, we know what we're doing. We got this down and we yeah. know who you don't know that you want to hear from. <laughs> we know who you want to hear from, but you don't know who they are yet. So we're going to, we're going to take care of that. Make some introductions. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we started with Russell as a good place to start. Um, we're going to do some more of those very soon. So anyway, thanks for listening and, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>